Welcome to the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. I'm Joe from B1029. We also have Shyler from B1029, and this is episode two. We're covering the week's events from May 9th. And uh, today we're going to be talking about, of course, we're going to have an update about Danny Depp and Amber Heard. Also, uh, I'm going to get on my soapbox a little bit when it comes to Marvel and superhero movies. Uh, <laughs> we're also going to touch a little bit about uh, Britney Spears lately. Some fans are a little concerned to tell you why. And uh, also, our kind of what story we always like to do has to do with Doja Cat, Dolly Parton, and Taco Bell. So that's what we're going to touch on. Does that sound good, Charlotte? Does that sound good to you? Absolutely. Let's get into it. All right. So let's get into it. You are our Amber Heard Johnny Depp court correspondent. (laughs) That's your official title. So give us a quick update of what's transpired over the week. Okay, so this week the trial is on break because the judge has a conference to attend. So they are not in session this week. But I do have... Um, A little bit of a recap from last week and touching on some of the inconsistencies and some of the claims that Amber made while she was on the stand. So, um, first of all, I hate to be like this, but in Johnny's team's opening statements, they said Amber is preparing to make the, the, the performance of her life. She is going to be acting to the highest degree and, um, she has followed through on that. I, if I, if I have to call a spade a spade, I'm going to do it. She is giving just spoiled theater kid vibes on that on that stand just bawling crying gasping for air and if it is it is it's becoming very apparent that johnny was very influential in her aquaman spot if i'll just leave it at that i don't buy the performance that she's giving um but she is detailing horrifying abuse so it could be that she's not a great actress or it could be that This is a very difficult thing to talk about. However, it was noted that this story of all of these alleged um, interactions of abuse seemed to be awful, like similar to a horrifying experience that her former assistant had that she confided into Amber. She had been um, assaulted and R-worded and really a horrifying experience when she was traveling abroad and she had confided Amber with this story and now is saying that her, what Amber is saying on the stand is what she told Amber about her private experience. So Amber, Amber is using her, her assistant story for her own. Yes. That's what it is. This with the glass bottles, with the, with the, with the drugs, with the alcohol, it is all something that she ex- she has claimed that she experienced and confided into Amber. Um, another goof that Amber committed on the stand is she mentioned Kate Moss. Now, for clarification, if you're not aware, uh, Johnny and Kate Moss dated, uh, I think it was 1990, like 1994-ish. Uh, and there was a wild rumor that he had shoved her down the stairs. And I think there was a, maybe a period of where, where she wasn't working and they had said, oh my gosh, like Johnny Depp threw her down the stairs. You didn't hear about that. And it was not, there's no claim to it. Kate Moss has said repeatedly that it couldn't be further from the truth that she adores Johnny and that, you know, they just broke up because they broke up. Um, Amber mentioned that on the stand, <laughs> which opens up a few possibilities for Johnny's team. So 
So beginning the trial, they were not allowed to mention any exes. So Johnny couldn't be like, look, I was I was with Vanessa for forever. I never laid a hand on her. You can ask her. So they can't call Vanessa onto the stand and have her um, concrete that as as a piece of the story for the jury to hear. So her mentioning one of Johnny's exes, who has never claimed any abuse, but she is just writing the coattails of that tabloid story from 30 years ago, um, may open up the door for their exes to be called as character witnesses. Or hmm. it could mean at least Kate Moss in particular can be called to the, because her name was mentioned. So right. since her name was mentioned, they might be able to call Kate Moss to the stand as a character witness for Johnny. And if it opens up that we can call um, Amber uh, Amber Heard's ex, uh, Talicia, I think it is, Tasia, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, they can call her ex-wife up to the stand who did experience abuse at the hands of Amber Heard. So Amber's uh, team has not wanted exes to be on the stand because they know that Johnny has a multitude of women that he's dated over the years who have never <laughs> made an allegation uh, like this. Whereas Amber does have a documented history of domestic abuse with her partners. So it's wow. very, very interesting. Trial will be back on on Monday, uh, May 16th. And I do have a couple like fun facts because I know this has been really heavy lately. Um, but there is like a barrage of fans outside the courthouse every single day. Um, and overwhelmingly so they are Johnny Depp fans. Oh, in fact, there are, there are a few examples that really made me chuckle in light of, like I said, all this darkness and all this really heavy stuff. There is one person who, uh, claimed to, when they were in line to get into the courthouse, they claimed in an interview that they would quote, Take a bullet for Johnny Depp. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty right? intense. Another person, wow. yeah, another person arrives at one a.m. to stand in line so she can get the spot directly behind Johnny Depp in the stand or in the in the court courtroom. One, so every morning she shows up at one a.m. Yeah, court doesn't even start till seven. Like they don't let you in till seven a.m. Oh my gosh, she's there for hours, and then they're there for for the hours that it. That, the, that it takes for the entire court session. And wow. one person doesn't actually attend the courtroom party, uh, but they just stand outside the courthouse every day with a pack of alpacas to cheer Johnny Depp up when he comes into the courthouse. <laughs> pack of alpacas. Was, I saw, I was like, alpaca, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know where yet if it is actually cheering him up when he comes into the courthouse, but I will, I will stand by. And do more research to see if it is actually working his wow. morale <laughs> well next week we'll definitely have have more as far as they, like you said they're they're off this week but they'll be back on next week i kind of feel like if you're an ex of either johnny depp or amber heard i'm sure there are some that are just like i don't want to be drug into this i don't want to be drug into this and now that the exes have been talked about and that there's the potential that the exes may be called in to take the stand you're kind of like, do I really have to? <laughs> you know, it's like I don't, I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to have to get up on the stand. I just, you know, you just, you just don't want to be a drug into that situation where it's just like, you know what? It's between those two, I don't, I don't want any part of it. Yeah, I mean, and and honestly, it is entirely up to to the judge on on what leniency that she's going to honor them because, I mean. Johnny Depp's team, I think, has done a, a great job in court, whereas 
Amber's team has had a little bit of hiccups along the way. So it may be viewed as Johnny doesn't need any more help. So we're just going to let this go. Or it could be like, well, (laughs) you didn't coach your witness well enough and she goofed. And now you've got to eat the crow that comes along with that. Yeah. And it could just be Kate Moss. It could be everybody. It could be anybody and everybody. And Elon Musk might end up being back on the on the witness list and and have to testify. We'll definitely find out more next week during our episode. So tune in for that next week. And hey, don't forget, you can always listen to this podcast, too, on your Alexa device. Just tell Alexa to play or find weekly trash recap podcast so moving on now i'm gonna get on my soapbox shyler we've talked about this before off air about my my love of comic book movies and superhero films i'm a huge batman nerd the marvel movies i enjoy too and of course dr strange and the multiverse of madness has just come out have you seen it yet no but it is on my list it is on your list okay it's it's good i will say it is good it's uh marvel's first uh first dip into the Horror, and I use horror in quotation mo- quotes. <laughs> I mean, it, it does have its scary moments. Don't get me wrong. It's directed by uh, Sam Raimi, who, if you uh, if you follow superhero films, he did the first uh, uh, Spider-Man films with Tobey Maguire. He also did The Evil Dead uh, with Mar- with uh, David Campbell. So, anyway, um, over the years, obviously, with these Marvel movies, they're very popular. They they get a lot of a lot of credit for. You know, the the special effects, the uh, how true they are to the comic books and the action and such. But there are some filmmakers like Martin Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola who kind of bash the Marvel movies. In fact, to the point where they kind of like, you know what, they don't they don't belong in this realm. You know, it's almost kind of like this uppity feel like, oh, they're they're just comic book films. They don't belong in the the arts and in the realm of the academy awards and the golden globes which honestly i feel is wrong and elizabeth olsen i think agrees because she was recently interviewed by the independent about the film and they brought this up you know do do you agree with the whole being you know that they don't kind of belong in the whole realm of some of these other big directors and they kind of have should be in their own separate category in a way and she says look I'm not saying we're making indie art films, but I think it takes away from our crew, which bugs me. And she goes on to say that, you know, they have the most amazing set designers, costume designers, camera operators. And she says, I feel people diminish them with that kind of criticism takes away from all the people who do award winning films that also work on these projects. And then she goes into an actor's point of view, which is true. She says, from an actor's point of view, I get it. I totally understand that there's a different kind of performance that's happening, but I do think throwing Marvel under the bus takes away from the hundreds of very talented crew people. And she says that that's where I get a little feisty about that because, you know, yeah, there's a lot more special effects. There's a lot more green screen. I get it. But, you know, when you're acting in front of a green screen, you're not always on location. You can't always see the stuff going on around you. So you have to kind of, go into a different layer of acting, I would think, yeah. in front of a green screen, kind of using your imagination, like, okay, so I'm supposed to be on top of uh, the Statue of Liberty, and there's all these things swooning around me, and I got to kind of play off of that. 
And I think when you got these other directors like Martin Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola, which, look, no disrespect to them. They've had fantastic movies. I enjoy some of their films. But if you're going to go and throw these Marvel movies and some of these comic book movies under the bus, kind of almost thinking like, well, they they don't have the type of of uh, refinement as some of these other movies do, really, because I think the public would disagree with you in some of your films. I mean, look at look at look at what we had with Spider Man at the end of last year, huge blockbuster, biggest movie of the year. Look at yeah. the Batman we've had this year, huge movie, biggest movie of the year. Will it get nominated for a Golden Globe? or a uh, a academy award for best film no because that's just how it is we don't they don't nominate these huge blockbuster films that the people go and see and enjoy but we're going to get these other films that you know okay yeah they might have been good but are they blockbusters no exactly Oh, and how dare the Marvel team not actually travel to Wakanda in order to film Black Panther? I mean, that was a complete oversight on their <laughs> You mean you couldn't find it? <laughs> I mean, I understand they've got extensive security measures, but come on. Oh, it's, it's comical I, I mean, to me. It is. Now, I get it. Like, they now they do go on location for some of these things to film. Okay. And and I know they got it. Then they use a lot more green screen than some of the other films do. But I mean, to think about to how how do you bring a comic book movie to life? It's going to take some green screen and special effects. I mean, these are these are fantasy stories, <laughs> superheroes, superheroes. Okay, <laughs> I mean, you're not going to have a guy literally try and shoot webs out of his wrists. Okay, we're going to have to use some special effects. We're not going to have Robert Downey Jr. actually put on a full-on metal suit and have him fly. We're going to have to use some special effects for that. Okay? But I think, I think that makes it even... I mean, forgive me, I think it makes it even more, like, prestigious. I mean, I understand that these these films, you know, they're dark, they're they're dramatic, but, like, superhero films aren't supposed to be like that. I mean, not right. all of them. They're supposed to have that fun, that childlike, you know, awe in them. But I think it takes even more to produce a film of that of that nature than, you know, The Godfather or whatever. Because it's like, you know, I mean, look at Paul Bettany. He's he's Vision. And, like, he he has these little, like, green screen, like, dots and wires all over his face because it's all CGI. I mean, and... And Elizabeth Olsen has to look at him and pretend and think and act like he's Vision and not Paul Bettany with a bunch of little spots all over his face. Right, exactly. You have to pretend that you're jumping off of a building or flying through the air when you're just, you know, swinging from a crane against a green screen. Like, that takes a whole nother level of acting talent. And the crew, all the editing you've got to do to make it all make sense. I mean, mm -hmm. a green screen doesn't just magically make it happen. It takes a huge crew behind it in order to make it the films that it is. And for it to make the money that it is, the critics just need to, you shush, 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 you stop. <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's why it takes so long for these movies to be made. I mean, you think about, yeah. I mean, sure, they, they, they film the acting, they film the actors and actresses, and they get the sets, but then it's the effects that take the longest. I mean, because you got to go frame by frame to get these effects. And with technology and the way things are now, I mean, people get critical of the special effects. Oh, I yeah. I mean, they, they will go, I mean, if they see something that's just 
not right, they'll call you out on it. And of course, no one wants that. So not only are they going to be critical of the actors and actresses, but they're also going to be critical of the special effects. So as someone that's a special effects artist, I mean, you're going to make sure you got everything tightened up and buttoned up and looking like it's real to the most, you know, to the best of your ability. Because you have anything that's, you know, shoddy or looks off, people are going to notice. Oh, yeah. I mean, Scorsese, when you've got like actors and or I'm sorry, when you got directors of that kind of, like I said, like prestigious directors, I mean, most of what they're producing, I mean, it's it's like she said, we're not producing like an indie art film. Like this is it's a superhero movie. Take it at what it is and right. don't try to make it something that it's not or compare it to things that it's it can't be compared to. Right. Now, will we ever see in our lifetime a superhero movie being nominated for best film? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe the Academy will let its guard down for a change. And maybe, like, let the Batman be nominated. Not that I'm not that I'm a Batman fan and pushing for the Batman to be nominated for best film. But just saying, you know, I mean, if you saw the Batman, it was a very well done film. It was. And so. I've watched it twice. Be proud of me. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And so, I mean, for for a film like that, I mean, let your guard down and let let the people maybe say have a say in like, hey, this is actually a really good movie. We it made hundreds of millions of dollars versus the other five movies that were nominated that, you know, made several million, but wasn't to the magnitude. So I think you got to kind of look in the box office a little bit and be like, oh. So this is what people want to see. Yeah. That's why I think we look at the MTV Movie Awards, which their nominations came out this week, and you look at the People's Choice Awards, you look at what was nominated for Best Film for that versus what was nominated for, like, the Golden Globes and the Academy Awards for Best Film. It's almost polar opposites. Yes. It's insane. Because that's what the people want to go see. Yep. <sighs> okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. No, off my comic you. book soapbox. <laughs> I can Hopefully feel the Elizabeth Olsen, uh, you know, appreciates that we're agreeing with her on that. And so, she's even said that she's not a huge like superhero movie fan. No, no, she she <laughs> says that she won't watch it. She she uh, was on, I think, with Jimmy Kimmel or or, or J- Jimmy Fallon. They were talking about how she she doesn't go and watch the film. She feels like every time they come out, they're going to be a flop. Oh, bless her heart. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> really, you, you think so? Yeah, every every Marvel movie record. that she's been in has not been a flop. So I, I think it's safe to say you throw Elizabeth Olsen and as Wanda in a movie, in a Marvel movie, I think it's going to be okay. Yeah, you're safe. <laughs> All right, moving on now. So Britney Spears, okay? We, we haven't really talked much about Britney Spears, but uh, she and Sam Asghari, looks like they have set a wedding date. That's according to what uh, Sam had posted on his social media this week. And thing is, though, and I, and I honestly don't blame him for this just because of what Britney's been through. And and I think they want to keep things as, as, as private as possible. Mm-hmm. He did say they did set a wedding date, but no one is going to know until after it happens. Oh, that is smart. That is smart. So, you, and, and you know, what? power to them because, you know, we don't need a big hoopla. I don't think they would want a big hoopla and people, you know, kind of interfering and helicopter. Cause honestly, with the amount of attention that Brittany has gotten over the years, especially recently with the conservatorship, I think that keeping it as low key as possible is the best for them. Mm-hmm. And with that, 
over this week. You know, obviously Brittany is is pregnant, and she recently had like a photo dump on her Instagram, but they're full nudes. Now, obviously, bits <laughs> and pieces are covered up with emojis and stickers, but people are kind of worried because I mean, just this is. I, I think they were they were from her trip to Mexico. She and Sam went to Mexico recently. And just after they got back, they found out she was pregnant. But I, I don't know if it's a way of kind of showing off her pre-pregnancy figure. But people oh, are a little bit. He's always going to be hot. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah, yeah. get it. You're I hot. Mean, it, yeah. I mean, she she has always been in the best shape. Yeah. I mean, I think we have never really seen her like just full blown out of shape. She has always kept the figure that she's always had. And I, I mean, for, for someone that's, you know, is she 40 yet? Not quite. Okay. She's okay. She's in her late thirties. Yeah. I mean, I wish I was in that shape. Yeah. No kidding. I've never had a kid and I'm never going <laughs> to, like, I can't even use that as an excuse. Like I haven't even had a baby yet. And I got like post post baby weight on me. It's, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> But I mean, she, you know, she dances. I mean, she always keeps up with her routines and such. But well, not to mention, she's had like people controlling her. So, right. it could be, you know, she's wanted to let herself go a long time ago, but she was not allowed to because she was right. a cash cow. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, so you're right. Yeah. So she had to probably just keep that figure because you're right. She was probably being controlled and doing so. Maybe that's what these pictures are. Like, okay. <laughs> Remember this is the last time like, I'm going to look like this. Because it's all going away. <laughs> <laughs> but some fans were concerned, which I get it. You know, you, you you have someone that, you know, has been controlled all her life, it seems like. And now that she's free, you know, she's doing this, which, you know, maybe seems a little bit out of character. But some psychologists actually were talked to the Daily Mail. And it makes sense. Because one psychologist says that, you know, they're trying to recon she's trying to regain control of her lost youth. She never really had that rebellious stage. Now, we, yeah. she did bash some car windows and shave her head, but that was a completely different type of rebellious. Yeah. But the like typical the typical, you know, teenage, late teens, early twenties rebellious stage. She never got to have. So one psychologist said that the photos could be like they call it urge surfing, which is finding Impulsive ways to get attention from fans and kind of fill the void left by the restrictions of the conservatorship. And another psychologist actually kind of warned Sam Asghari to not advise about posting these photos for fear that, quote, might emulate control of her dad. Oh, which, so, so he shouldn't like go in and say like, hey, babe. <laughs> I think you look great, but maybe the whole world doesn't need to see your your naked butt on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I mean, honestly, if I were Sam, I might be a little concerned. I mean, honestly, look, I wouldn't want my fiance just throwing, you know, <laughs> nude photos out on 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 social media. I'd be like, hey, I, let's, let's tone it down a little bit. I mean, yeah, you, you look hot. Don't get me wrong, but the whole world doesn't need to see everything, you mm -hmm. know. So, I mean, I could get that, but yeah, I, I see why maybe, like you said, she's had that control all her life, and now she's like, this is it. This yeah. is post-baby or pre-baby body. It's going away. Yeah. Which, you know what? I, I think she I think she wants that life of, you know, I don't need to be doing my, my dance routines. I don't need to be on stage anymore. I just want to be a mom, raise my kids, and just have somewhat of a normal life now. 
Oh, could be. You know, so if that's the case, awesome. Do I it. I think she still has like a little bit of immaturity in her just because right. she didn't get to have, you know, like you were saying, she didn't get to have that rebellious stage. She didn't get to have, you know, a childhood that wasn't being mm -hmm. a performer. So it could be, it could be just a little bit of like retroaction where she's like, you know, I didn't get to, you know, do any of this like fun stuff when I was growing up. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it, but now I'm going to do it in my own way. I'm going to do it in a way that's going to piss off my family because they had control of me all these <laughs> yeah. years. So they don't want me to post nude on the internet. Too bad. I'm going to do it. But she puts little emojis because she's still a lady or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I don't know. All I know is, I mean, I'm, I'm with Chris Crocker on this. Like, leave that girl alone. Yeah. Let her get married. Let her have this baby. Let her post nude on the, I don't, I don't care what she does. I'm just happy yeah. that she's happy. I, and I just, I hope that she is. Right. I mean, is she go? Is she going to continually post nude, you know, nude photos up on on social media? No, she's not. I ask, I honestly don't believe she's going to keep doing that. This is yeah. just like like we've said, her way of just putting it out there, doing the rebellious thing, and then you know what? We'll eventually see pictures of the baby in nine months, and you know, we'll see her in a wedding dress, and all will be all will be right with the world. Ooh, speaking of that, I have a question. Yeah. Do you think she will be, do you think she will get married while she's pregnant or she's going to wait until after she's had the baby? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I, <sighs> let me just call up Sam real fast and I'll just Yeah, why don't you go call <laughs> Sam and let us know next week on next week's episode. Yeah, just make sure he's got the <laughs> I, right address. I, I, I kind of have a feeling they want to get this done as soon as possible. I agree. So I, I think that will she be like full blown, you know, pregnant belly probably not will we see a little bit of a ba belly or baby bump yeah you know what i wish they had done i wish that they had gotten married while they were in mexico and they're just not yeah. told anybody well you know and you know what that might actually have happened you, you know think? that uh, maybe hmm. maybe we'll find out huh i guess we will <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on to our what story so I am a huge Taco Bell fan, okay? I, I could eat Taco Bell for days. I know it's not good for me, but I could eat Taco Bell for days. Could you do that, Shiloh? Could you eat Taco Bell for days? Are you like, once a month is good for me? I don't eat it very regularly, but I've never had, I guess I should say, I've never had a bad experience with it. You know, it's like, it, when I get it, it tastes good and I'm happy, but I don't like go out of my way. I never crave it. But yeah, when I have it, I'm like, yeah, I should do this more often. And then I never do. <laughs> but like the, the quesadilla sauce is my favorite. And then the okay. Cinnabon bites. Oh, oh yeah. Bro. Yeah, those are good. Yep. I do crave yeah. those. <laughs> I, I enjoy the quesadilla. I enjoy the uh, five-layer beefy burrito. The cheesy bean. I mean, I, I there's a there's a plethora of things that I enjoy at Taco Bell. It's, it's probably a sickness, which my you know fiance how? is fully aware of. <laughs> and she is okay with. So that's good. You know how um, people say I don't speak Starbucks? Yeah. Like I don't know how to order a drink from Starbucks. I don't speak Taco Bell either. Because <laughs> everything you just said could have absolutely been in Chinese. <laughs> You're like, I, I, I enjoy tacos. They have tacos, have right? Yes, yes. What the hell? <laughs> oh, you just wait. You try a quesarito one time and you'll be like, oh, okay. I have a whole new appreciation for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of these episodes is going to have to be a Taco Bell mukbang. Yeah. Just a bunch of Taco Bell. <laughs> so Taco Bell, if if you were ever a fan of Taco Bell, they had the Mexican pizza. Well, 
They discontinued it in 2020, which apparently people lost their minds about. I never really had the Mexican pizza, but I know it was really famous. Well, they're bringing the item back on May 19th. And to celebrate, they have collaborated with Doja Cat, Dolly Parton, and others to make Mexican Pizza the Musical. Let that sink in for a minute. Yes. Mexican Pizza the Musical. Now, this is going to air on Taco Bell's TikTok on May 26th. But they even have some, like, big writers on it. Like, it's going to be written by Hannah uh, Friedman, who has written, uh, who has worked on Obi-Wan Kenobi, the the Disney Plus series, Willow, uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Also, there's a score by Grammy Award-winning duo Abigail Barlow and Emily Bear. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, this is all I, I mean, we can't make this up. I mean, this is you're looking at country legend Dolly Parton and soon to be, you know, legend Doja Cat coming together over a fast food item that was discontinued and is now coming back from one of the biggest fast food chains in America. Do you do you TikTok? Are you on TikTok? Uh we're not on TikTok, but my fiance and I, before we go to bed each night, we we watch TikTok. Do you follow Doja Cat on social on her on on TikTok or on social media? No, she is the queen of social media. Like her TikToks, like her and Lizzo, like they're up there for me for like my favorite TikTokers. And Doja, jo, she's hilarious. Doja Cat is <laughs> hilarious, and it's so stupid and so funny, and I. I can't wait to see what she does with this. And Dolly, of course, the well, iconic yeah. Dolly Parton. It's like she can't do anything wrong. <laughs> like, no, she can't do anything wrong in my eyes. I think she's an angel, but <laughs> it's but this is going to be pushing it, sis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I almost want to set my calendar for Thursday night on May 26th to make sure we're watching TikTok for the... Oh, you mean you don't already have it on your calendar? I, I have an oh, alarm. Oh, you, know, I, I, you know, I almost... I, I don't want to admit that I want to watch it, but at the same time, it's, it, you know, you kind of wonder, what is this going to be? You See, know, it is. I don't know if it's going to be good. I don't know if it's going to be awful. All I know is I want to watch it. <laughs> I mean, I how, how, how do you get... Dolly Parton and Doja Cat to sign off on this, like, yes, I'm going to do this. Well, especially someone like Doja Cat, who is, you know, in the beginning stages of her career. You know, she's, I mean, she's been on the scene, but I mean, she's got a long way to go before she reaches like Dolly Parton's like notoriety. So right. it's, it's, I mean, Dolly's well, like, what the hell? Ever, I'll do it. <laughs> ever since we had Doja Cat, you know, play on air with Say So, I mean, she's on like every other song now. Oh my she's god! Got one. And she's huge. Yeah, I mean, she's got one with the weekend. She's on with uh, Sweetie. I mean, uh, it seems like every song you just—if you want to hit—you just put Doja Cat on, and poof, there it goes. Oh yeah. And that's just within the last what two or three years. Yeah. So I mean, she's well on her way, but Doja Cat actually created a jingle on TikTok back in March. That's what I saw. Yeah, and so. Obviously, Doja Cat is all about it. And then you get Dolly Parton that, you know, she's like, sure, I'll I'll jump on board. But apparently there's going to be some other yet-to-be-announced special guests. Who else do you get for this? I mean, are we talking, like, actors and actresses? Are we talking other musical guests? 
if Lynn Manuel Miranda is on this, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> I, do, I love Lynn. Do, do do you do you, do you call up Kanye? Do you call up Ye and be like, hey, we need you for a couple bars? Okay. <laughs> you know what? You might be onto something. That that would be that would be something. Do you do you do you roll up the 150 grand and you call up Snoop to do a few bars? 100 percent. Oh then my why god. Not? Oh my god, you you've got to be right on that. It's got to be Snoop. I, I just want to know who the other ones are going to be because now we, we know it's Dolly and Doja, and then that there's some yet to be other announced special guests. I got to know who they are, so I I feel like I need to put this in my calendar. I'm yeah. telling the fiance when we get home today, we're watching this on May 26th, eight o'clock Eastern, eight o'clock at night. We're we're putting on TikTok, we're going to Taco Bell, we're going to watch this thing. You can't tell I'll, her what it is. You have to no, be like, I can, no, I, I can't tell her what it is. Like, what are we I, watching? It's on. You'll love it. It's on TikTok. It's fun. I I, I scheduled a date night for us. It's gonna yeah. be. We're in a movie, and we're, and we're gonna get Taco Bell too. <laughs> oh yeah, there. You definitely won't be in the doghouse or anything after that. No, no, she'll <laughs> she'll be completely cool with it. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, she's cool though, so you're lucky there. Yeah, thankfully she is. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. Remember, we have episodes coming out every Friday at 3 o'clock, so make sure you download and listen. We have all the links at B1029.com. Also, you can tell Alexa to uh, play the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. Also on Apple and Google, we're also on Audible and also on Spotify. For Shyler, I'm Joe from B1029. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.